This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, time to talk to our kid, Spenno. How are you, son? Hey, mate. Don't sing the words. Don't sing the words. Simon was just singing it then. Beautiful. You've had a big weekend, Spenny. You've been you've been on it. It's my daughter's wedding. Yeah. You've had a nice time. We've had a cracking time. And then we did watch some good football over the weekend, of course. Indeed. Uh, Let's talk about that football in the Premier League. Uh, Manchester is still, and always will be, sky blue. Uh, City waltz past United, a 3-0 win. Is the return of Rodri the key to City's performance? Because that was probably the most complete one of the season, in my opinion, anyway. It's him and John Stones coming in as well. Yeah. Uh, I think those two, you know, when, when... when you still factor in that they're missing Kevin De Bruyne, you, John Stones, he seemed to have that ability to identify when he needed to drop into a back four and when he could stay and and step in, and when and when you consider like he he spent most of his time playing in the middle third, if not sort of even even playing around Man United's box, it just showed how dominant they were. Yeah. Um, any concern for United, Spenner? Because, uh, I mean, they were in the contest up until, I thought, the second goal, and then City yeah. completely took control. But obviously there's there's a lot of consternation around Old Trafford at the moment, and Ten Hag yeah. doesn't necessarily look as though he's got all the answers, at least at the moment. Well, I mean, there is concern. And you, if you watch the game, like, there, you could tell that the way that they were they were setting up was to play pure counter attack, and there was one there was one uh, attack just before half time where where they've gone through, and John Stones just managed to get back and mm. get a recovery, and that was that was a key moment for them because if they'd have managed to jack a goal and go in at one all, then then the momentum shift. But every time that Man United tried to up the pace. Man City just upped the pace and went into another gear as well to counter that. So I think it was a, a very good Man City performance, but equally as bad a Man United performance at home, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like they just, yeah, they they didn't dominate for for spells at all. So yeah, I think there's obviously a lot of rumblings going on at Old Trafford and. I mean, when you look at the sides around them and you look at whether it's Tottenham going great, Arsenal going great, Chelsea starting to pick up, even Villa going really strong, it's it's like, how do they, and even Liverpool, how do they... <laughs> he was struggling to get how that do one they out, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, he was holding back. Broski would have been Devo, wouldn't he, <laughs> if I'd have left them out. But how do, they, how do they muscle it back into that top four with the squad they've got? And yeah. it's just... It just doesn't look like it's dangerous at all. It's it's getting to the stage. Haaland, 
Holland has scored as many goals this season as Man United have scored all season as a team. <laughs> Mate, that's crazy. Mate, um, Ange Mania continues uh, in the North London, yeah. unbeaten in 10 games to start the season. Uh, incredible. He's, he's taken more points in his first 10 matches than any other new Premier League manager. Uh, a huge yeah. sort of four or five weeks coming up. They've got Chelsea next week, uh, City well, in a month's time. Um, yeah. How do you see things? Obviously, this is a big test coming up, but in January, do, do the owners open the checkbook for him? Does he does he add a bit of depth to, to this squad to really challenge, given what they're doing at the moment? Well, don't, I mean, he's got a bit of money to spend, hasn't he? Because he hasn't replaced Kane yet, really. He hasn't mm. gone and spent that money. So... When you think about how that and when 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 he left and 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 suddenly it's like I've lost me I've lost one of the best strikers in the world and what am I gonna do? To go and play the way they've played and be in the position they are is a testament to how he manages a team rather than individuals, right? So I, I think I think losing Harry Kane was obviously massive, but they're, they're scoring goals and they're creating lots of opportunities and they're defending incredibly well. Yeah. Um, if they can get through December, and, and you're right, Broski, I think getting through November and December, the, this next eight weeks is going to be a big, a, a big phase for them to say, right, yeah, let's go and push. I still think top four is a realistic thing for them, but I don't I don't know if winning it is. But you, you couldn't rule it out given where they're at at the moment. Like they they're sitting at the top, so you can't rule it out. However, top four finish is going to be a priority, and if they're still in the mix come January and still pushing in like the top one or two come January, then the owners may go and open up checkbooks given the cane money. Tell you what, top four and the trophy, and Ange's going to be a legend there. Yeah, you know that's that's an unbelievable I, I season already, for him. Simon, I think he's already working his way towards that because yeah. they've yeah. they've gone down the path of going these big name managers before, right? And it, and it didn't work. And suddenly he's gone back. He's gone in there, and they're playing a, a style of football that everyone's really enjoying. And when and then one interviews Ange, that he says that's the focus is just to get Tottenham to play good football, play keep playing this way, mm. and whether they're going to be winning or losing, he ain't going to change his philosophy on what he wants to do and how he wants them to play. So, I, I think he'll keep growing and growing with the supporters. Yeah, another team who's playing good football, everybody's enjoying it, apart from Alex Moltinoff in the studio at the weekend, uh, is Arsenal because they put in a, a five star display against uh, Sheffield United. Uh, Mikel Arteta seems to be starting to build uh, a wee bit of depth. Uh, Eddie Nketiah scored uh, a trick I think, of the weekend, didn't he, as well? So uh, they've got options, particularly with Gabriel Jesus uh, being injured at the moment. So Nketiah coming in and scoring that trick was a big bonus mm, for him, given Jesus is injured. I mean, they were only one nil up at half time, but it could have been it could have been a lot more. But it was a second half onslaught, and yeah, look, I mean. The results kind of went the way that everybody would have expected over the weekend. And Arsenal had to beat Sheffield United and beat him comfortably at home. Otherwise, like, you know, the people would have been asking questions. And it, But it was a good win. It was a great win for him. And, <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, I think again, 
picking up results, looking very strong for the season. Liverpool had a comfortable 3-0 win over Nottingham Forest at Anfield. Uh, goals from Jota, Nunez and, and Mo Salah keeps them in fourth place. But it was, of course, under the shadow of the terrible news that Luis Diaz's parents had been kidnapped in, in Colombia with uh, Jurgen Klopp saying it was the hardest game he's ever had to prepare for. Oh, no. How do you manage that? Oh. Like, And I mean this seriously. I mean, that, that is, there's man management of just dealing with players and... and immediate family issues of stuff at home and players have partners and their kids and stuff. But dealing with your dad that's been kidnapped, I mean, that's next level. Gnarly, isn't it? And it's, it's um, yeah, look, the thoughts are obviously with him and I know he's uh, he's gone back home. And, and again, until until there's an outcome from that, it still casts a shadow over the squad and mm. the players and the manager and still trying to motivate and and keep everybody trying to be focused and thinking football. It's really difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, we talk about players and players' mental health and this sort of stuff. Players are, players are human beings and the stuff that goes on outside and off the park, it has a massive impact, and especially when they're such a tight-knit group of players. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League, uh, two steps forward, four steps back, it seems, for Chelsea. Uh, 2-0 loss at home to Brentford. I watched that game. Such a typically Brentford performance. They dug in and dug in, and eventually the tide isn't turned. That... Brilliant three points for them. Thomas they, Frank they, they, is they, such they, a good manager, it isn't he? nuts. But Chelsea, Chelsea smashed them first half and couldn't score. Yeah. And, and then, like you say, Brentford just managed to go and jag a goal and... I mean, the second goal is an absolute calamity, but it, it was really solid Brentford. I mean, it's a, it's about as close as Derby as you get as well, right? Yeah, so the yeah. Brentford Brentford Chelsea game. So bragging rights for them, and 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 hugely disappointing for Chelsea given their recent form. And like you said, as they as they're just starting to get the wheels going, and everybody thinks they're going to be creeping up and getting top six and really pushing back up there. The wheels come off again. So it's back to square one yeah. and start rebuilding again. still think we shouldn't have sold Cole Palmer. Anyway, uh, elsewhere in the Premier League, and I just wanted to finish off with this one. A, a big win for Everton. They won 1-0 at West Ham at the Olympic Stadium. Mm. But obviously there's this shadow hanging over them, this proposed 12-point penalty for breaching financial fair play rules. Uh, referred to the Premier League by an independent commission, independent commission in March uh, following an audit of all top flights clubs' financial records for 21-22. Uh, the details haven't been disclosed, but are believed to relate to a tax issue connected to loans for Everton's new stadium at Bramley Moor uh, Dock. A verdict is expected sometime later this year. Now, obviously, Man City have still got these 115 charges hanging over them. And Jamie Carragher, in particular, has been very vocal as saying, well, if Everton are going to get 12 points, what do Man City get? And yet the Man City thing seems to have died a death, doesn't it? It's, it's gone very quiet. Maybe they got better lawyers than Everton have got. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. And look, the, yeah, look, ultimately, and and you and I agree on this, Simon, if anyone's broken the rules, then clubs should be punished. Of course. But yep. it's got to be done retrospectively and it's got to be done um, reasonably as well. Mm. 12 points seems a massive punishment. It does. So, it? and and... Do you know why? It's like they're saying. I mean, if you go 12 points for Everton, it's going to be next level gnarly for Man City, right? They're so, going to be in the National but, League North. 
yeah, it's it's look, it's got to be it's got to be fair and reasonable, and but ultimately, uh, yeah, the lawyers the lawyers are obviously going to have a big say, and yeah. Man City think we have some pretty strong ones right now. You think so? Uh, hey, Spano, we're going to leave it there. Thanks, mate. Great oh, to speak to you. See you, you next week. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs> That's Spencer Fry. Always finishes the same way. I don't know why. <laughs> a reminder, you can listen to the English Premier League every weekend live on SCN. This weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, it's Fulham against Man United at 11.30pm. Uh, Man City entertain Bournemouth at 2am. Then it's Newcastle Arsenal at 4.30am. Uh, Monday morning, it's Forest against Villa at 1. And then Luton against Liverpool at 3.30. And Tuesday morning, and just Tottenham against Chelsea, the London derby at 7 o'clock. All those games available across the SEN network via the SEN app.